Junkies podcast brought to you by BingeJunkies.com. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Binge Junkies. We are really excited for our guest for you today. I am one of your hosts, Heather, and I have with me Leanne. Hello. And we're super excited to get to chat with Chris Wright. Hey. Hey. (laughs) So, what do we want to start with today? I feel like you have quite a few things that you have your hands into, and I'm not even sure which one I want to start with, but maybe we will just go into New York film because your little YouTube videos were so cute that I couldn't believe there were only two of them up. What happened to Lights Camera Kitchen? So um, there is so much film going on here in New Mexico and um, we have so many talented, talented people and they all get super busy. So whenever you're doing something for free, like, you know, like a passion project, all of a sudden everyone starts to (laughs) be a little too busy. So we actually shot a third episode it's going to be absolutely beautiful. It's all about it's all about the women of New Mexico film because pretty much all of our like big heavy hitters here are women. All the agents are women. All the casting directors are women. All of the extras casting directors are women. The people in charge of the film office are women. Like it's like such a such an awesome like an awesome awesome place to live because we have just so much just like female power like happening through this industry here. So that episode is somewhere in editing at some point we shot it uh, about a year ago so it is it's on it it's on its way to editing but um it's gonna, oh, it's gonna be so fun I, I just can't wait to see it but yeah new mexico is just like the place for filming right now we have absolutely amazing incentives um we have beautiful landscapes i mean we have every if you want like a, a big deep forest there's one right there you know 10 feet away from you if you want raw desert with nothing out there it's on the other side of town and there's rivers and lakes and just oh it's absolutely beautiful i absolutely love it here is that what you mean when you say incentives are those the incentives or just i'm a a layman actually the tax so the tax incentives here are incredible so um, i want to say i want to say it's about um i i'm I'm not sure this is correct now um but last i checked it was um a 25 percent so like you know like a film company comes in they spend, you know, they spend, you know, a million dollars and they get back 25% of that after they're done shooting and everything at the end of the year with their taxes. So we actually give people money to spend money here to make film here. And we have all the infrastructure. We have, you know, some of the most professional crews that I have ever like witnessed in my life and such, such good actors. And it's just such a great place to film. And we have, you know, some of the biggest shows here, like Better Call Saul, uh, Breaking Bad, like all of those shows are filmed right here in New Mexico, and it's just, oh god, it's it's so crazy, like to drive down the street and see all these huge landmarks that are in all these really famous shows, and people are just coming in from out of town and stopping there and taking pictures, you know, and they they all have their like Heisenberg shirts on, and it's just, it's such a beautiful thing. It's so fun to watch. I love it. <laughs> I wish everybody could see the smile and joy on your face when you talk about it. I feel like I feel like it just adds. I'm seriously so excited to hear this. I mean, it it's just so wise to put that money back into it because clearly now you have the continuing tourism coming through. People just coming in to take selfies next to buildings that have been there anyway. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's 
it's kind of crazy, you know, because people will be like, wait, you're from Albuquerque. Isn't that the Breaking Bad town? Yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 it is. And they're always like, oh, that's so cool. So did they shoot any of it there? And I'm like, they shot all of it here. <laughs> all of it. Everybody thinks it was shot, you know, like like some backlot in L.A. No, we shot it all here. We have giant studios here. We have, um, gosh, within an hour of me, um, within an hour radius, there are five studios. One of them is the new uh, Netflix studio, which they're oh, doing. Wow. It's like their first little hub for um, pretty much like like producing all of their own content and stuff. And that um, they actually took over Albuquerque Studios, which is beautiful, beautiful studios out on like just like a beautiful mesa. You look around and all you see is just giant mountains and majestic just valleys singing to you as you walk onto set and go do the thing you love. It's oh, it's beautiful. I love it. That's my I little <laughs> I love Albuquerque. <laughs> I mean, I had no idea that I needed to go to New Mexico. Like I, honest to goodness, that's never been on my list. And all of a sudden in like the last three minutes of talking to you, I'm like, uh, uh, clearly I need to go to New Mexico. Right. Up on the list too. We're <laughs> And, and speaking of Better Call Saul, you, mister, were on there. And not only were you I on was. there, you got to do a scene with Bob Odenkirk. Oh, yes, that was so That was so much fun. So funny thing about the audition, I was having a horrible day that day. I was, it was like a stressful day at work, and I was supposed to be this strung-out hooker-type situation. <laughs> so I'm thinking, how can I, like, how can I live this in the mindset that I'm in? So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take the anger that I have from work and turn it into me angry on the streets. And I go in for the first audition. I thought I bombed it. I seriously thought I completely bombed it. Um, I walked in and I walked out in like a minute and a half, which when they're really fast, sometimes you're just thinking, oh my God, did I? what did I do wrong? Did she not want to talk to me? Like, why did she kick me out so <laughs> And then I get a call about an hour later from my agent and it's a callback and it was just so exciting it was my first it was my first official callback it was my second uh, sag role my like like 15th like other role but it was my first official callback and it was just that uh, i i didn't know what to do because when you walk into a callback there's a couch full of people just staring at you there's uh there was the the director so the writer the oh not at all no <laughs> perfectly, perfectly fine but oh my gosh I I saw these people and I was like okay I've been training for this I'm prepared I have tons of training I'm so ready I could do this I could do this I turn the corner a million people sitting very very comfortably you know you know they're out there drinking their lattes lounge back in the couch. Having, having, having just a good time. Meanwhile, you know, I'm walking in like, <laughs> um, God, ignore all the sweat. And- <laughs> <laughs> Why isn't my deodorant uh, working today? <laughs> uh, exactly what I was thinking. And you know, I hadn't like, I hadn't gone home to shower or anything. So I like went from the first audition, went to work, then went to the next audition immediately after because the studios are like a million thousand miles away from my house. It was just a, it was just a wild ride, and I was like so in my head. But after I did the audition, like, they loved it. It was, it was, it was so crazy. I was like, wait, what? Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> I was pretty. Are you? Are you, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> and they just absolutely loved it. And they ended up, send, um, and they sent me an email uh, that night, actually. 
I found out I booked the role like that night, which is the quickest I've ever had any sort of turnaround. Usually it's like, you know, hey, we'll give you like three or four days. We'll figure it out. Um, and then two days later, I was on set. And um, Bob Odenkirk is so funny. Oh, my gosh. He is the whole time. He's just cracking all of us up. And I'm sitting here I'm like, I have to be serious for a second. You're just making me laugh. This is not fair. It's your show. <laughs> like, I can't just be like, Bob, quit making me laugh. <laughs> Can you imagine? Excuse me. I'm trying to work here. Could you just settle down? Uh, Mr. Odenkirk, seriously. <laughs> Ah, it was was just so funny and the scene was um um it was at this really really famous hot dog place that we have here it's like an old place that was on you know um a route 66 you know there's like neon lights everywhere neon signs you know classic cars would park out there and so they pretty much recreated exactly what it looks like on any given night here in albuquerque and it, it was just it was just so exciting we had um there was probably about 40 or 50 background actors as well. So there's a lot of people around. They made it a very, like a very, a really, a really interesting group of people. There was, you know, there was like, there's like the bikers, there's, you know, the people with the mohawks and there's just, it was, it was just so fun. And so many of those people were my friends. So it was just, it was great to see those people. And also, you know, a little great to have them see me finally doing what I love to do, you know, which is the acting part. Now, I was sad that my lines got cut in the editing, but that's okay because they turned it into like a montage. But I had a solid 15 seconds. I counted it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you what what you guys were saying, if, if they were actual lines or if he's saying something to you and you're trying not to laugh because he's so funny. Because like you said, they made it like a like a montage, so I didn't get... I was like, wait, what is he saying? What's he saying to Chris? I really want to know. What's now he- you get to know? <laughs> so he walks up. He walks up. Okay, this is like... this is like We hadn't we hadn't really met met before. I'm one of those actors that's like, you know, I'm going to let you do your process. I don't know, you know, you know if, if you're preparing for your character right now, because it is it is kind of like an intimate thing when you're on set, you know. You're, you're in that moment. You're preparing to be someone else. And so, you know, I didn't want to walk up and be like, oh, my God, Bob Odenkirk, can I have your autograph? <laughs> <laughs> Life and acting, you're so funny. Oh, my God, I love you. Didn't want to do that. I wanted you so bad, but so didn't no do selfies, that. So no selfies, huh? Um, <laughs> no selfies. I'm, I'm so weird about that. I don't know why I'm so weird. Like, everybody else is just is just so brazen with it. They're like, oh, you famous person. Let me take a selfie with you. And I'm like. Hello, I respect that you're working. Um, I'll see you when I get famous. Like, we'll, we'll take a selfie then. And um, he was just so funny, though. So I hadn't, I hadn't really talked to him. And, and they set up my shot. So it took about, let's say, 15 minutes with the stand-in to set up my shot. And then, you know, I walk in. Hey, it was 17 degrees outside, by the way. <gasps> he degrees. <laughs> okay. That's the part you don't realize a lot of these times because it's 17 degrees outside, especially here in New Mexico. It gets so cold at night, like so cold. And this was, um, oh, this was a uh, beginning of March, I believe, where it's still a little, a little bit nipply here. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's still pretty cold. And um, so it's like absolutely freezing. So I'm trying to not like shiver because it's supposed to be summer or like springtime, like in the show. So I'm trying to not shiver. It's so it's so hard. So I'm like lean up against the wall, and I'm actually wearing. I was wearing ninety percent of my own clothing that they actually had me bring because they were like, "Oh wow, don't know 
we don't know if you're going to be, you know, if you're going to be like, like super, like, um, super uh, strung out or if you're going to be, you know, like a, like a square, if you're going to be like, what well, we don't know what you're going to be. So bring some fun stuff that you think would be fun for you. So this is like, this is actually the first time I've gotten to pick like my own wardrobe for something. It was just, it was so fun. So I, um, I have these awesome uh, mermaid leggings that one of my dear friends got me. And I was like, well, I have, I have mermaid leggings. And they're like, oh, this is perfect. You're going to wear that. And they had this like, I had this uh, fishnet top. It was like, it was like a white mesh, like fishnet top. And they're like, oh, throw that on. And I'm thinking, it's cold. It's 17 degrees outside. It's fishnet. <laughs> so they did give me like a shirt to go underneath it, which was, you know, which was great. It was still cold. And they gave me this beautiful orange jacket that was theirs. And it was like copper orange. So I, I, I looked like Aquaman. And it's just one of my, like, one of my favorite little memories is just like looking at myself in the mirror and going, I am Aquaman, but I'm on Better Call Saul, but I'm a hooker, and I'm about to eat some hot dogs. So. And I'm going to buy a cell phone. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. And they had so, they had so many cell phones. They had, they had boxes and boxes and boxes. They actually gave some to a, a fundraiser later on, and this group here actually auctioned off some of the cell phones that were used. So the cell phone that I bought from him was actually used in an auction here um, and the money went to charity for um, I can't remember exactly which group but um, yeah it was a group um, oh gosh I can't remember who uh, but Bob Odenkirk actually went and like did like a whole performance and like oh, wow. spoke to them because all of these all these actors now like they they either have a place here or they spend a lot of time here like Patrick Fabian he's here all the time like he he's here throughout the year like um, he lives in LA but he's here for probably eight months out of the year. So they're just out and about, you know, hanging out everywhere. You can just see him randomly. And it's it's so different than in L.A. You know, because, like, when you go to L.A., there's so many people, and everybody's just out there, and there's so many famous people, and they're, you know, you know, shades on and trying to you know, hide from the world. But here they're just like, hey, I'm just chilling because no one's going to bother me. Right? I'm going to go get a Slurpee. How you doing? <laughs> Fun, but oh gosh, Better Call Saul was just so it was so it was so interesting. Um, I, I'm I'm trying to remember what Bob said to me. Um, uh, he walked up and he was like, "So I got some cell phones. Do you need a cell phone?" And I'm like, um, "Are you a cop?" And then like he was like, "No, but um, those French fries look tasty. Like, can I have one?" <laughs> I'm not going to share my fries with a stranger. <laughs> And I was like, why did I say that? So I just shoved fries into my mouth. Well, first take, I put way too many fries in my mouth. And I was <laughs> I was a little nervous, so my mouth was dry. So I'm like chewing on fries. And I'm like, are you a cop? <laughs> so Bob looks at me. He's like, you okay? Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Just choking on fries. He's like, okay, oh, get some water. <laughs> so Kurt, like. Odenkirk pretty much like saved my life a little bit. So, oh, what a story to take home! Odenkirk saved my life, no big deal. Right. And I commend your self restraint because you had all those phones there, and I know they all take pictures. <laughs> yep, they were. Oh, gosh, it was like a take a selfie. But no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't want to. So we had uh, we had uh, two scenes together. There was a scene on the wall, and then um, 
there was a scene at the car buying the cell phones. Um, they all fit that into a 15-second montage, which, you know, which was fun for me. I was like, oh, yay, my 15 seconds of fame. I'm, I'm, I was... When I saw the episode, I was, like, a little sad they'd cut my line. Um, the reason why I was sad is there's this group of people here. They're, like, huge Better Call Saul fans and, like, you know, huge Breaking Bad fans, and they all get together at this brewery, and they pull up the new episode, like, the current episode when it airs. So they invited a bunch of us out that had been in the episode. And this is my first, like, you know, being treated like a celebrity type situation. You know, I'm signing autographs. People are taking pictures with me. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is, this is so real. Like, this is, this is everything I've ever wanted. And then they play the episode, and my lines were cut. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I, I just look like a glorified extra. <laughs> but um, oh. it's well, hello, I'm still here, and I still got a giant paycheck for it. Right. Oh, There's and hey, you were the only one in the montage. You had the scene up against the wall and the scene in the car when you took the money out yeah. of your sock, and you were the only one out of that montage that got two different scenes. <laughs> I like to say it's because of my hair. <laughs> I mean, you do have really great hair. You really just cast. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I worked really hard on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I even actually, like, fixed it today, and I was like, wait a minute, this is a podcast. Yeah, you don't have to zhuzh up for us. <laughs> I fixed my hair for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, um, it, was, it, was, it was a great time. I enjoyed it. I can't stop staring at your Star Trek accoutrement. Mm. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I always wear my Starfleet Delta. I always. So my ultimate goal is to be on Star Trek. That is like, that is the, I have made it. I am like, I don't even care if it's just, you know, like one line in one episode, but that is like my city of gold, my El Dorado right there. So um, working really hard to get on that. Um, I have an agent in Los Angeles and she's working on that. Um, and my agent here in Albuquerque wishes she could work on that because if I had two agents like that, <laughs> hounding these people it would be a lot easier to get on the Star Trek <clears throat> but yeah it's, uh, um, uh, ever since I was a kid I used to watch Star Trek with my granny and she was my best friend my absolute best friend in the entire world and like the whole world sucked when I was a kid I was I was a kid that was bullied and teased you know red hair freckles glasses I was a little chubby so yeah you know, it's a it's a it it was it was a thing so my escape was Star Trek and I would look and I was like not a one of those people are getting bullied for what they look like or for who they are right. or for who they love. And it was such a great experience. And I just remember always watching that with her. And she used to tell me, she'd be like, you know, you know, you're going to be up there one day. You're going to be on that ship one day. You're going to, you're going to be on Star Trek one day. And she passed away in uh, 2010 and she never got to see me actually acting on screen and stuff, which, you know, really makes me sad. But now I know she's there. I know she's watching, <clears throat> and I know that when I finally do get on Star Trek, it's going to feel just, it's going to feel like everything I've ever wanted. I'm going to feel so, like, accomplished and ready, so I can't wait. So We'll make this sure all to, my uh, to tag Star Trek Discovery when we yep. post this podcast. Knock, knock, <laughs> I mean, hello. Yeah, knock, knock, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if Picard is coming back again, but I'd be 100% for it if it does. Oh, it is. They're doing, um, they're, they're starting a season two, um, I, I guess, whenever everybody can. I don't know. 
difficult to deal with um, um, uh, filming in Los Angeles right now. They opened it up for a little bit, and then they closed it again. So. Yeah, I'll let you guys talk about the Star Trek thing. Unfortunately, I never. I, I get into much more. In, in case you hadn't noticed by my taste in Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad, I get into much more violent, dark TV. But um, yes, I, I do. If, you know, you would love I'll, this new Star Trek. Oh really? You On should CBS check it out. It gets, the CBS one. Yes. Yeah, CBS All Access. Um, I start with Discovery, and it gets it's it's beautiful. It is it's. I mean, the story's great. The writing is phenomenal. Um, the cinematography is just mind-boggling. Like, all the CG is fascinating. And it's just, everything is about it. It's just, I mean, the story is so fun. And you just get so into it. It's, oh, it's I, I love it. I'm, and the <laughs> actors are, I mean, I already oh. feel like you'd fit right into that crew. Like, I want you on Starfleet oh, also. You. Like, uh, I, I agree with everything you said about it also. <laughs> And I do love some beautiful cinematography. Uh, Yellowstone oh. is one of those shows that has, yeah. oh my God, it's just so beautiful. It looks so great too. Yeah, they filmed that up in Utah. It's just you know a few few hours away from me here. Oh. I, I want to say they filmed it all there because the Utah film industry is actually starting to boom up. They did um, a Westworld out there too. Really? Like the first, the favorite, another yeah, the favorite first for sure. Oh, God, I love Westworld. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was so good. Oh, God. And the it's second changed. Season was a little slow, but yeah. I agree. Oh, it's, it's just, so... it's changed so much. It's not even the first story that you saw in season one. I cannot believe the evolution yeah. that they've created with that storyline. I think you'd yeah, be good I on just... that, too. I really oh, do. I love, 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 love. One of the casting directors here, um, uh, um, her name is Angelique Midthunder, um, and her husband, um, oh gosh, why can't I remember his name right now? Um, he played, um, he played uh, one of the uh, Native Americans in oh. like uh, the when they went to like the the outskirts type area thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was taking taking a workshop with her right after I'd watched his episode, and like he was there. So I'm just going, oh my god, like, I love you, you're here, like, I just watched you, and you were so good, he told, he told this beautiful story about, about how, whenever you go on set, it's not work, the work that you've done was everything you did before the audition, all of that was the work, the going on set, you're just having fun, you're just being someone else for a day, and it was so, oh my god, it resonated with me so much, and I'm sitting here thinking, like, oh, yes, yes, there's so much work involved before, but then once you get on, it's just so fun, because, like, everything I've been on, it just, it's it's such a fun set, and you have such a good time. You make friends. You're there for hours and hours and hours, We into the wee hours of the morning. I think um, for Better Call Saul, we started at, my call time was 3 p.m., um, and um, I didn't have, like, much in the way of uh, wardrobe and makeup. So, in fact, they didn't even, like, fix my hair. I just I just went on with my hair the way it was. And they're like, well, we're not going to touch this. We're, we're just going <laughs> to Mermaid leave pants, like check. This. Awesome hair, check. Yeah. You're good to go, yeah. buddy. <laughs> <laughs> they threw on, like, a little bit of powder, which I was sitting here thinking. Um, I was like, hey, do you know I toned down my redness at all? Because I'm, like, naturally a red person. And I'm sitting here like, come on, like, give me something. Because I'm, like, so vain when it comes to just, like, how white I am. Like, like how, like 
translucently white. <laughs> it's like shining through. Um, <laughs> and they just did a little bit of powder just to make sure I'm not shiny. They, they sent me off. And then I want to say um, that was at 3 p.m. And we didn't start shooting until, um, oh, God, 9.30 at night, 10 o'clock at night. So they shot, they shot like everyone else's stuff. You know, they shot a whole bunch of stuff with Bob and they um, got a whole lot of exteriors of, of the hot dog house. And um, then like, finally they're like, all right, Chris, we're ready for you. And I'm like, are, are we? Cause I've been here for so long. <laughs> it's tired. It's so cold. Cause we had it outside because our trailers were far away, which is so cool to have a trailer. Let me tell you, it's, it's, it's so fun to be like, I'll be in my trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Lounging. <laughs> but it's like, it's like a, it's like a three by four room. <laughs> like it's not like a big place. Like you're yeah, sitting here like, it's still your trailer. Yeah. Oh, yes. My name was on the door, like on a star on the door. Like it's so, it's so cliche. I love it. It's uh, Why not? So much fun. <laughs> It just, it just, it just felt really good. I was like, I worked so hard for this, you know, because we do so many auditions. I mean, out of, out of, I had, I think last year, um, I had probably thirty-four, not thirty-four, thirty or forty, like different auditions, wow. um, and I booked like two indie things. I didn't book like anything else. Um, the year before that, I had like fifty auditions and booked Better Call Saul. So that was. It's so crazy. There's so much work that goes into doing this, and you get like one out of every, you know, so many. So, are people still auditioning like via Skype or Zoom or whatever? Like, how is your process happening during this? You know, um, right now everything's everything's pretty much shut down. Like, there's Just there's no auditions. Um, mm-hmm. um, the only like like the only auditions that are happening are the auditions between you know like. Like the main, like the main actor that the showrunner, you know, decides they want for their future project. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much about it. Like everyone's, you know, getting ready, getting ready for when they can finally open up. But um, just what I've learned, like from from talking to casting directors, you know, and watching them on Twitter and things like that, you know, just like the advice they're giving, it's pretty much everything's going to go to self tapes. Which um, that's actually so. Oh my god, it's so much easier to self tape than it is to go into your room. Yeah, that's going to be self-tape for sure. Yeah. Oh, you can yeah, redo you it. Know. You can put new deodorant oh, on. Of times. Okay. I get nervous for every pot. Like I could be talking to somebody who's barely ever been to an interview and I would still get so nervous before every podcast. It could be, it could be someone who's never been in a show or it could be, Meryl Streep and I would still be like sweating bullets and not able to eat so don't even stress <laughs> good 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 because it's just oh my gosh it's so crazy but when you're doing the self-tapes like the only stressful part is you know the only stressful part for me is making sure that like you know there's good lighting and that's pretty much it because otherwise it's like all right I could do this 150 times if I want to I could do this until I'm blue in the face and I find that one good take now with me, it kind of sucks because I'm like, well, I don't like the way my nose looked in that take, so let's do it again. <laughs> yeah, I would be the same way. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm trying to get over that stuff, but 
I can't even blame you. I I got one of those um one of those ring light things for yeah. for another thing. I had no idea how much good lighting makes literally a world of difference. Like oh, I put it on my face so and I was much. like, oh my god, I look good. A <laughs> <laughs> little like, Snapchat filter in real life. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. So good lighting yeah. really does make all the difference. I can understand what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> and they say, you know, they say that. Um, so before, you know, all this, all this coronavirus time and all this stuff, um, when they would do self tapes, they were very critical of the self tapes because, you know, they're giving you the time to do it at your house, at your leisure, in your own style as many times as you want. So they're expecting it. They're expecting it to look good. And, you know, the better the lighting is, the more drawn in the director is when they, you know, when they finally see your tape, because they're thinking in film terms and lighting, because they're, they're not casting directors. There's completely different, like, it's crazy, just like the dynamic of difference between the casting directors and the directors, you know, because the casting directors are like, oh, it's fine, you know, we'll film me on this flat wall, we'll do some flat lighting, it'll be great, it's you that shines. With directors, they actually like to see a little bit of flair, a little bit of, you know, cinematography, I guess, without, you know, being, like, too overly produced or anything like that. So it's, like, super important just to just to grab them in that first, like, 10 seconds, which is so just, ugh, 10 seconds is, like, all we have to, like, get, get, get them in <laughs> and reel them in. So That makes sense, though, because I feel like that's, the average person's attention span like you can't put too much in a tweet or too much in a posting yeah. or even in an article because people if, if you don't grab them like by the haunches in the first 10 seconds like you're saying they're just gone they're swiping left like bye exactly <laughs> and that's yeah that's, that's exactly right and life too because think about when you meet someone for the first time and it goes badly. And maybe if it had went great, you would get along perfectly with this person. But that first 10 seconds, something they just didn't like. And, and it's hard to get over that, that hump, yeah. you know, whenever that happens. Yeah, it's crazy. There's, um, there's a uh, casting director here, and she teaches something called the uh, communication method. And it's all, about, it's all about the psychology of the person watching your audition. Like she says, you know, you know, um, she says to not start with your hand on your face because like serial killers, I believe, like that's how they like, that's like a trait. I know. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's what I said, too. And I was sitting here like stroking my face. As she said, like, I swear about the serial killer. I swear. I swear to God. I just touch my face a lot. Oh, gosh. So like, like she gives all these things. She's like, you know. Um, she tells us to start with like a, some sort of like visual thing, you know, so like I'll start the scene, you know, I don't know why I'm gracefully touching my shoulder, <laughs> like, like a night or something. <laughs> I'll start like that and then move away and then start doing the scene. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I'm awkward. Hello. <laughs> hey, maybe, maybe we're auditioning for Pose this time. <laughs> that is on my list to watch next. Oh, it's incredible. So good. So good. I hi highly, highly, highly recommend. It's just beautifully done. Like every element of the show 
is I feel like I want to high five like everybody from like makeup, wardrobe, cinema, camera, whoever's holding the boom. Like I don't care. I'm right there with you. It's beautiful, heartbreaking, and stunning all at the same time. And for me to say that because I'm like the horror queen and I want violence, violence, violence to keep my attention, it is, it's so good. There's a little bit of violence too, so. Well, yes, not, not good violence though. Not, no. Not, oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's heart, that's the heartbreaking. That's where the heartbreaking yeah. comes in because uh. I can't understand someone who will hurt another person because of color because who they love because you know if you're if you change your sex because that's who you feel you are inside what does that have to do with someone else why would somebody hurt you because of that when it has nothing at all to do with them and even if it does if it's your child so what you're supposed to love your child because they're your child not because you know your your son feels yeah. like a woman inside. I, I just don't get it. Look at you with the logic yeah. and the heart. I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It is it is it is crazy. And I you know being a gay man in this whole industry in general, like and actually seeing a little bit of representation is just beautiful. Because I mean, I don't know how long I watch T V and I'm like the only time they had someone like me was, you know, like a, a comic relief or, you know, you know, the butt of a joke or something like that, or, you know, overtly effeminate to where it becomes the joke. And it's just, a, ugh, it disgusted me for so long. And so now I'm seeing these like positive role models for children because I grew up in West Texas where it's, uh, oh. it's like oil and football. That is it. And I was the only gay person I knew for like the longest time. And I was kind of like, I was kind of forced out of the closet at about like 13. So it was Oy. horrible, horrible. And um, I never saw anyone on TV that, you know, looked like me or, you know, acted like me or, you know, was out there and big and had fun like me. So it's now to see these things happen, it's, it's really beautiful and I would love to just like I would love to be Billy Porter for one day. <gasps> that would be fantastic. But, uh, I love that human so much. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, <clears throat> about um about uh four years ago, I was a part of the uh, New Mexico Gay Men's course and I always I always had solos. I'm a bit of a soloist type person. Um and I sang <laughs> um, one of his <laughs> Right, <laughs> like me, <laughs> a performer. No, and um, uh, uh, I performed one of my my absolute favorite songs, and it's one of like Billy Porter's most iconic roles as Lola in Kinky Boots, and I performed uh, "Not My Father's Son," and um, which is available on YouTube. Um, <laughs> YouTube, baby. Chris Wright, "Not My Father's Son." It needs more views. Uh, <laughs> but it is um, it was just such like a beautiful like such a beautiful thing to perform and I watched all of his interviews about like actually performing as Lola I watched you know all the interviews about the song that he gave um I listened to every version that he had performed of it and like just just his voice alone like told a story you know not the words not the sound but just like the way his voice went up and down and the emotional swells and it was just so freaking beautiful and I, that, like, 
it was so hard to perform that song without crying because it kind of it kind of hits kind of hits really close to home. And let me tell you, the whole house. <laughs> oh yes, and everybody else too. Like so many, so many tears. It was it was like, haha, made you all cry. <laughs> it was it was a good. Time. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah, I gotcha. <laughs> You're oh crying goodness. now. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, why can't I think of his name? You just made me think about Star Trek again when we were talking about um representation. Yeah, um, Anthony uh, Rapp or Wilson Cruz? Oh, Wilson Cruz. I yes, had the love him. the great love fortune him. of seeing him perform in the West Coast production of Rent in oh, the nineties. <laughs> Rent is my musical, like, me that is that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Love it. Oh, my God. How fun. How was the performance? Like, what was it? How, tell me everything. <laughs> uh, like, I'm, like, getting chills just thinking about it, because that's when I fell madly in love with him and NPH. So, because, because Neil Patrick Harris was Mark in that production as well, too. Oh, and <laughs> he's actually from here, from, from Albuquerque, Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, love him, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Wilson Cruz, he just, and... He does the whole performance with the huge boots and jumping up on the table, just larger than life. Yeah. And he has some of the most like heart wrenching songs too, you know, like the like just get you in the uh. Um, I loved it so much that my mom uh, let me go see it a second time. <laughs> I was like thirteen. Cool, mom. Uh, that's yeah. I uh, I would have I I. I would love to see Rent so bad. I've never actually seen it like live production, which kills oh, wow. me because it's my it is my favorite musical. I have like every part down. Like I know, like, I know every. I mean, if you ever just want to sing with somebody, just give me a call and I'll like. Uh, yeah, deal. One hundred twenty-five thousand <laughs> with you. You know. <laughs> love it. Deal. Deal. Oh, that sounds so great. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh gosh. I love I've... Wilson Bruce too. He is. So nice. He actually follows me on Twitter, which makes me a little happy. I'm like, oh, he's so, how cool is this? Does he? I'd be excited about that <laughs> yeah, one too. Let me yeah. just say. <laughs> I'm such a nerd when it comes to this stuff. <laughs> well, you're talking like, oh, to the right people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm in good company. So that's right. Um, I feel like okay. We know that you have um lights, camera, kitchen in editing to come out soon, which by the way, can I just say the production of that was so much higher value than I was anticipating. I mean, so much. On, like I heard you say, you know, passion, like you're doing it for free and people don't. And it, that's when it kind of hit me. I'm like, oh, this is just like, a, I would have thought you'd be paying people to do these things. Are you like, are you the director, producer? Like, are you doing every single aspect practically of it? So I have the most amazing husband in the world, and uh, he has been—he's <clears throat> um, actually worked in uh, television news for the last 20 years. Um, he's actually a—he's um, 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 an Emmy award-winning meteorologist. Oh, shout so, out to Hubs! Um, yeah. So he actually—he actually directed um, all the episodes, and it's—I mean, he was—he just did a, a phenomenal job, and he got such a great crew. And um, everyone, everyone is just so professional, yeah. and we had like a professional set, you know, like we had a boom, and we had a, and this is just for a YouTube show, you know, just between, I, I think the first episode, um, three people were involved. Um, the second episode, we had, um, I think like four or five people, um, and then the third episode, 
God, we had like seven people we were interviewing and then we had um, about 10 people on crew and all these people just wanted to give their time to make film. It came and, out really uh, good and I really want to make fried mac and cheese now. <laughs> oh my gosh, you have to make that. <laughs> oh my gosh, I like, I, I think about it all the time and like all the people that were in that episode Anytime they see me, they're like, Chris, I want that burger again. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Those guys were funny. Think of it, but, oh, so, so hilarious. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Master Ken. Not um, until you introduced me to him. Oh, gosh. Watch, watch all of his videos. He is hilarious. He has, like, millions and millions of followers on YouTube. Like, he, he's definitely one of those, like, like, like YouTube stars. Um, he has, I want to say he had, like, at that point, he had like two million views on his channel or something like that. Whenever we shot that, um, and he's he was on um, America's Got Talent. Yeah, you showed so like a little clip like, of him on there too. Yeah, he is so funny. Oh my gosh, he everything that he said, he just came up with on the spot. Like we didn't plan any of that, and his his little cooking segment was my favorite part of my whole episode, like the whole episode, <laughs> he got in the kitchen and it was just so funny. The random things he said, it just, oh my God, it was, and I was, I was trying so hard to not like laugh as loud as I could on set, you know, cause I wanted, I wanted him to be able to concentrate, but oh my gosh, it was just so fun. He is hilarious. Um, uh, and the other guy that we had in Alejandro, he, um, he is one of the new up and coming, uh, filmmakers here. Um, he was actually on a show, um, with uh, Robert Rodriguez, you know, big, huge, big, huge director who's done a whole bunch of stuff right now in this moment. I can't think of what he's done and it's going to, it's going to come back and haunt me later. <laughs> but um, yeah, just, that's just some of the talent we have in New Mexico here. Like, wow. and they're all local. They're all here in Albuquerque and we're just, you know, chilling in this random desert town, like making movies. <laughs> I love it. El Mariachi, is that his? Um, yes, 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 yes. Right. Uh, Robert Rodriguez, that was, he, um, uh, he shot that with, uh, $7,000. And so he actually, yeah, he actually, um, uh, he did a reality show where he brought on some people and gave them the same thing that he had to shoot that thing. So it was, yeah, it was a crazy show. It's called, um, a Rebel Without a Crew. I would watch that. Definitely, yeah, <laughs> check it out. Check it out. It's fun. Hey guys, we hope that you're enjoying our Binge Junkies podcast with Chris. We love chatting with him so much that we went extra long. So this is the end of your first part. Stay tuned next week for the second half of our chat. Thank you for listening to another Binge Junkies podcast. And please join us again next time.